Hi, I'm Rachel, a.k.a. Lady Pensloff. Hi, I'm Lisa Vaness. Hi, I'm Greg Hardy at Hardy Penwrights. Hi, this is Vinny here of Epitome Pens. Hi, I'm Annabelle and we're at the Baltimore Pen Show. We're at the Baltimore Pen Show. And we're at the Baltimore Pen Show. And we are at the Baltimore International Pen Show. And you're listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. And you are listening to Gourmet Pens Club. And you're listening to Gourmet Pens Club. Let's hang out. Let's hang Let's out. Hang out. Let's hang out. Hello, you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello, welcome to episode 14 of this fantastic fiesta. I am one of your hosts, Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens, and I'm going to do my best to make this as fun as possible for your ears. I'll be helped in this endeavor by my co-host... Hi, I'm the co-host. I am Candice, a.k.a. Inks and Anchors on Instagram and on YouTube. What? We need to discuss I know. It's just, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready for the fun. So let's Let's hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we tried. Literally in our notes, it's like, try to be in unison. We tried. I think every time we try and do this, we can see each other. So for you and Listenerland, we can see each other. And I always look in Aziza always hesitates. I, and so I try and hesitate along with her. But the more I hesitate, the more she hesitates. <laughs> so, yeah, because we're like trying to time it with each other. Anyway, we're, it's very We'll, we'll get it. Our, yeah. We'll get it. One day. One day we'll get it. Probably when we're not recording. That sounds like mm-hmm. what will happen. Before we jump into our next section, please give us a little rundown of, I'm sorry, you said you're now on YouTube. I am now on YouTube. So I decided to jump in and try and do the YouTube thing. And so I have my channel. I have all of three short videos on there, three shorts. So not even videos, there are shorts on there, but I am slowly learning and I would, you know, really appreciate it if people would subscribe to my channel. And I think my vision is basically to have it what I cover on Instagram. So pens and zentangling and writing and, you know, fonts of inspiration. And of course, pens and inks and just try and um, video some fun things and put them up and hopefully be able to share my joy of pens and stationery. So I don't anticipate the videos will be long or anything. It'll be short. That's why I have three shorts on there now and not even a video (laughs) because I haven't figured out actually how to upload a video with, with, you know, music content or anything like that. So I'm learning and hopefully you guys will join me on this little journey. Oh, that's so fantastic. I love it. And especially because you do so many projects, like you do Zentangling, you do the font of inspiration, you can actually then create playlists for people to go through, which is obviously something that you can't really do on Instagram. So it's a much better archival system, I guess. Right. And of course, I will ask you how to create a playlist a little later on. It's so exciting. I'm going we're going to refer everybody there. So before you know it, you're going to have a bajillion subscribers because everybody who's listening and their friends are going to subscribe. Well, that would be really well, it's kind of stressful, but it's appreciated. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, okay, right. Okay, so we were thinking about trying something new today. We Every single time, every episode, I'm like, oh, we're not going to do new acquisitions. So this time, we're actually not going to do new acquisitions. We are going to pick something from our existing collection that we're enjoying right now. 
Because for me, and I assume for others, it's important for us to remember that we have gems in our pen cases, you know, like they're already there. So sometimes we just need to rediscover them, I think. So Candace, I'm going to just throw you into the pan here. Do you want to tell us about your pick of your pen case? Well, I like this. This is a great idea, Ziza. So the pick of my pen case, I actually, I'm really guilty of this, that I tend to focus on my new stuff. And as you know, I, I get a lot of new stuff and sell a lot of my pens. So it feels like almost everything is new. But recently, mm-hmm. I went back and picked out some Mr. Cypress pens, which I don't even remember when I bought them, if it was a year ago or two years ago, for sure, during the pandemic, I think mm-hmm. I bought one or two. In any event, one of the ones that I picked out was a Rodden pen, which I was inspired by our producer, Chi, because she got the exact same one. And when she got hers, I said, wait a minute, I have one just like that. And why am I not using it? <laughs> Like so, reminder, you have I one. know. It's crazy. <laughs> and so I went and I, I inked it up and uh, I, I put a Bach titanium needlepoint nib. I know you you'd be disappointed in that. But it's actually not it. it's not a true needlepoint because I do think there's a bit of an archetype tipping on that um mm-hmm. needlepoint. But in any event, it's it's fantastic for his entangling, and that's exactly how I've been using it. I enjoy my rod and pens, just not not just to use them, but they are of course so beautiful, I will stop what I'm doing and just stare at the pen. Just um, look at it. Look at it, turn it around, you know, hold it in different lights, yeah. lighting. But I also find Mr. Cypress pens to be very, very comfortable in terms of size and my hand. And so okay. I'm very much enjoying that. And as I said, the nib is one of my favorite to Zentangle with. So interesting. So maybe you'll post I'm, a video tangling with this titanium. I will try and do that. Um, for sure, I will post pictures of of the okay. results of the pen, but I will try. I'll try for a video. But anyway, please, Aziza, tell me what is in your pen case. What is the pick of your pen case? My pick, my pick of my pen case is a Pilot Custom Heritage Neo Classic, and this one has brace yourself a fine medium nib. What? I know. I I know. <laughs> it is. A re- First of all, let me just tell you about the pen. The pen is, it's one of the flat tops. And I believe it, the Neo Classic is from Japan, like a Japan only model. It is a deep blue and it's such a, such a beautiful material. Like it glows from deep within and slightly translucent, has gold trim. And I think the gold trim matches the blue really well. It's very elegant. So it has a 14 karat fine medium nib. Pilot nibs are fantastic. They are a superb, consistent, precise writer. And this one was a gift from a friend. And the pen itself is like, it's so comfortable. I love how it feels. And the fine medium is so, so wonderful to write with. I inked it with platinum blue black. And it's just, I, I love how it feels. And I love that you mentioned you have a titanium nib because I'm using a gold nib. And our episode today, one of the things we were going to discuss was actually nib materials. So I think it's perfect because we can kind of talk about segue our, right into that, right? Yeah, like slide right into that discussion. <laughs> just just like slide into the DMs kind of, but we slide <laughs> into the next topic. So we heard your feedback and we want to make sure we are learning as we are having fun. So we'll chat about a topic to help you on your pen and writing journey. Uh, we decided to start with nib materials. So we're not going to focus so much on manufacturers because there are 
of course, companies that are making their own nibs. And then there's companies that buy other nibs for their pens. But that's totally for another day. And we're not doing nib grinds today. So it's really just about the materials. And we thought we would break it down into common nib materials. So materials the nib itself is made from. Just so we are all on the same page, typically these materials are, I mean, there are some kind of alloy, but the tipping itself is iridium. So it's really hard to withstand being written on. So the writing surface itself is the tipping material, which is iridium. So you're not, so when people say, oh, I have a steel nib, you're not writing on the steel unless it's an untipped nib. So that sounds really confusing, but let that's okay. Let's just go for it. Let's let's start with steel because I think steel is kind of the standard for like maker pens and there's always the question of oh my nib is a steel do I need to upgrade to a gold. So what I have what we thought we would do is talk about the material and kind of talk about what it feels like to write with it. So the steel nib you can get uh, like a single tone so it can be the gold tone or it can be polished steel for a silver color, or you can have the coated steels for a different color, but your tipping material remains the little iridium bits. So Candace, you have a lot of steel nibs. I do. I mean, yes. so do I. So do I. But you have a lot of pens. I mean, a lot of maker pens. Yes. Correct. So do you do you want to talk about what it is about the steel that you like? Like, what is it about? I mean, they're pretty affordable when you compare it to buying like a Yovo number six gold nib. So maybe just talk about your experience and I can chime in as I see fit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The steel nibs, I actually really, really like steel nibs. I tend to have a bit of a heavy hand when writing. And so if the nib material is softer, it's uh, obviously not great because when you're pressing down like that, it's not great to have it on a soft material. And especially right. when I am doodling or zentangling, and I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to be pressing that hard, but I, I find that I tend to be a little bit more firm when, okay. when doing the doodling. And so I find the steel nibs to be better. It's not that I only use the steel nibs, but that's one thing that I really like about them is that um, I'm not as afraid to to write with my heavy pressure on, okay. uh, you know, while doodling. I also really enjoy the, well, I shouldn't say this. I, I, I do find, obviously the price is something that's great because it's less expensive to write with a steel nib. I actually don't find there to be that much of a difference in terms of enjoyment between steel and other materials okay. um, because I will have my nibs tuned by Nibmeister. Okay. And so yeah. I really, really enjoy a steel nib that has been tuned. And I ask, I always ask the Nibmeister, could you please tune this so that it writes like a sailor pen? That okay. is my standard uh, instruction. No matter what type of uh, grind I'm doing or, or anything else, at the end of the day, that's how I want it to write. So in other words, I want a little bit of feedback. I don't want it to slip slide away all, you know, from underneath me on the page. And, yeah. uh, uh, and that's what I enjoy. And once that's been done for my steel nib, I really, really enjoy them. Okay. Okay. That's really good to point out. And then, so for price, just in case you don't know, I would say a steel nib goes for like 15 to 20 US, depending on who you're getting it from, like which maker it's coming from. And, uh, or if you're buying the nib unit separately, like if you're buying a full unit, maybe 25 at most. 
at most. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And if you're buying a pen, a custom pen, and you don't want the nib, they will knock off $10. So there's a bit of, yeah. obviously. Yeah, that, and that makes sense amazing. because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's disrupting the flow. And if you are doing a grind on top of it or even just a tune-up, let's say 30 to $50 on top of it, depending on what you're getting done. So, I mean, for under $75, you're getting a nib that writes the way you want it to write, not just a stock writer. I think that's that's actually pretty reasonable for a steel nib that will, unless you really like put it through the garburator or something, it, it's going to last you forever, right? Oh, Aziza, my heart. Do you remember that? I, I actually do. did that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> uh... You're bringing up very bad memories. <laughs> Yes, that feels like that should be its own segment, like horror <laughs> stories or something. Um, I do remember that. I'm so sorry. I, I, I just want to echo what you have said that if you are writing with a steel nib that has been tuned properly, so it's adjusted well, um, has proper ink flow, the difference between a typical steel nib and the gold partner to it. So like a Yovo steel versus a Yovo gold. If the steel is tuned, it's going to be a fantastic writer for you, I think. I agree. And sometimes you will get, occasionally I find you will get nibs, you know, coming to you. Sometimes the maker, if they're really good, they will have tuned it themselves. Yeah. Um, but of course they may not have been, they may not tune it exactly the way you like it to be. Mm-hmm. And so once in a while I will get a nib from a maker and it's just perfect. Mm -hmm. And I actually will keep track of that nib. And I will make sure to not, you know, lose which pen it's in or anything like that. And to the point where once I got a a Yovo seal nib from it was Mr. Cypress, it just happened to be from Mr. Cypress. And it was perfectly tuned to the way I love the way it was writing. It was a fine nib wasn't too fine wasn't too broad. It was not too wet. It was just perfect. Mm hmm. And I loved it so much that I actually, I found that I did not have enough Bach nibs. And so I bought a collar from Flexible Nib Factory and put that Yovo nib inside the Bach collar so that I had that experience with a Bach pen, Got which it. we can talk about sort of in more detail at an, on an, in another podcast about yeah, we'll, we'll do that swapping nibs sure. around. But, but, you know, I'm just saying that you can get a pen directly from a, a maker or anyone else like with a steel nib and just yeah. love it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be tuned. Right, right. So, and, and it really depends on what you like in your writing experience, because this is just the right time for us to hop into the gold materials. And this one's going to be fun, I think. So with the gold, typically what we see is 14 carat, 18 carat, or a 21 carat. And they can be gold colored, or they can be plated with rhodium or ruthenium for a silver or dark color. But I think gold is really interesting because there is the notion that, oh, I have a gold nib. It's flexible. (laughs) Right? So first of all, dear listeners, if you're learning this for the first time, just because your nib is gold does not mean it's flexible. And I mean, it might flex once, but it's not going to bounce back. (laughs) That's right. It's soft. It's it's soft, (laughs) but it's not coming back. And so in the past, like a lot of gold vintage nibs, when we think about vintage flex, they are 14 carat. But there are 14 carat nibs now that are not flexible. So 
first takeaway, just because it's gold doesn't mean it's flexible. And it's a really fun adventure to explore different types of gold because even though we are writing on the tip, which is the iridium alloy, the body of the nib itself can feel different based on how thick the nib is and how wide the shoulders are. And so, for example, if you are a sailor fan, which we know Candace is, the smaller size sailors, which have the 14 karat gold nibs, are fairly firm. And the larger size has 21 karat, and they're also firm. But the King of Pan, which has a huge honking 21 karat nib, is slightly softer. And it's just, it's a wild adventure with gold nibs, I think, <laughs> to to experience them. It's a slightly softer, I think, because the nib is bigger, right? I and think it's because so- it's bigger. Yeah. yeah. And it's certainly not a flex nib. And there are, like, so same thing with the Pelican M1000 nib. It is 18 karat gold. And just because the nib is so large, it feels softer when you write with it. But it is most certainly not a flex nib. And it's frightening when they are flexed because you can easily spring your tines, which we should explain what that is. I mean, basically, you just apply too much pressure and you warp the metal. So it, it doesn't bounce back to its original shape. Now, with gold nibs, I think you're looking at a markup of approximately 120 US. So a Yovo steel might be 15 and a gold Yovo might be 120 approximately. So we're just giving rough ideas just so you have an idea of of what the upcharge is. So Aziz, is it worth it to... Is it worth it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard to say. If you're on a budget and you really want a fountain pen because you really want to experience it, you can absolutely enjoy a steel nib fountain pen. And quite often you might find that the value is better because your expectations for the nib might just be a little more reasonable than thinking, oh, the gold nib has to be absolutely perfect and then it doesn't feel that way for you. So I think what your suggestion of getting a steel nib and having it adjusted by a nibmeister might be a better value than taking a risk and just buying a factory gold nib and hoping that it's going to be perfect for you. Of course, it might be perfect for you. It's right. uh, it's it's very frustrating because you just don't know. Indeed, you may still need to have that gold nib tuned yeah. by Nibmeister. Yeah. However, there are certain brands that I find tend to have more consistency mm-hmm. and reliability in the quality, the QC that comes out from that brand. So that also helps. Oh, and there are some companies will let you have a tune and smooth uh, free of charge with your purchase. So I know um, Applebaum does this. And yes, it does delay your order, but that's because somebody has to actually take your pen and make sure it writes well. And that's always an option. The Nibsmith does it? The Nibsmith, yes. or And I think Nibs. Nibs. Nibs.com. Yeah. So there are some places that you can just have it done. I would say... Pilot does a fantastic job of having their nibs tuned properly. I've used a lot of Pilots and I've had maybe one that I didn't like. And I did a full video on it too, because, uh, or a serious image video. But anyway, the experience is are you able and willing to spend X amount of dollars to get an, a gold upgrade? There are absolutely options that are available at very 
I think fair prices like the Pilot Vanishing Point, the Platinum 3776, the Sailor Pro Gear and 1911. There's certainly more than this. this these are just the ones that are coming to my mind. On Pilot the fly. Custom 74. Um, yes. That, yes, that brings me back to my neoclassic, the Custom Heritage. So like the 912. Oh, they're yes. so nice. So very nice. Such lovely writers. And I have only recently discovered pilot nibs. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I should I say I've I've always enjoyed Sailor and yeah. I've never had a bad Sailor nib. I did one experience. I did once have a bad experience just because I asked the seller to swap the nibs mm -hmm. from a different pen. And it turns out that I guess he wasn't as careful. So I had that tuned. But other other yeah. than that, it's always been for me a fantastic experience. Not, you know, always wrote well out of the box. And then yeah. I discovered pilots. So I, I've always had vanishing points early on or experienced vanishing points, but other like the 912, 74, yeah. 743, mm -hmm. those nibs are fantastic. They, they are, are fantastic. Yeah. A oh, little like bit of feedback. I, just Yeah, it's just so good. And, and they're usually tuned very well from pilot. If I had to pick a pen, it would probably be a pilot just or an Amiki. So same thing, really. I would pick something along those lines just because they're so consistent and enjoyable to write with. And I would rather have one gold pilot nib than, say, three steel nibs, just because I like the writing experience. It's slightly yielding when you write with it. It's just a, for me, it's just more sensual. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so let's move on to your nib because you were talking about your titanium nib and maybe you want to give us a little idea of what it is you like about the titanium so the titanium nibs i find are a little bit more yielding as well so to me in my experience i've only seen titanium nibs on a bach pen i could be wrong i could there there could be others that are titanium um i know Shown Design's new nib, the Monarch, which we briefly discussed, is yeah. titanium. But other than that, I don't really know of others. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. I don't really know much about any other titanium nibs. And, and all this uh, to say is, I know we were we said we were going to avoid talking about manufacturers in this segment, but it's just that me personally, I have less reliability with Bach nibs, the actual nib mm -hmm. itself, than Yovo nibs. And because the titanium is, I think, only available with a Bach nib, once mm -hmm. I did try titanium, I really enjoyed it far more than the other Bach, whether yeah. steel nibs or I don't even know if I've written with a gold Bach nib. They seem to be also harder to find, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they're not as common. I, I, right. So At least in the maker world. In the maker world, correct. And so... Uh, that's why when I first tried the Titanium, I went, oh, this is fantastic. It, to me, it writes almost like a gold nib experience in that it, it yields a bit. And yeah. I don't know if it's a function of the nib material itself, but all titanium nibs that I've tried, I haven't tried very many, maybe five, mm -hmm. they all tend to be wetter. Yes. Then, yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I've had Yay. that same experience. They are quite soft and almost like dangerously so because you can right. more easily bend them out of shape. But because they are soft, you can kind of get them back into shape. Right. But it's like you're, it's, it's I, I don't know, it's like it's, it almost, I assume it tires the metal to keep bending it like that. And, uh, and in terms of the wetness, I think because of how soft they are, when people write with them, it just adjusts the nib sitting on the feed to the degree that ink flow is just increased. So just like you're almost naturally making the pen wetter based on how soft the nib is. Right. That sounds completely insane. 
not all titanium is super soft. So the Monarch is a very firm titanium nib. And uh, so we're really referring to the Bach titanium here. But I really like it. It gives me a bit of a pencil feeling. Yes, yes. And and I I don't know if it's I, I don't know why. It's just the experience I've had with them. And they tend to be more around the cost of a gold nib. Not as expensive, but it's more expensive than a steel. So there is an upcharge. It's a fun writing experience if you're looking to try something different. Yeah. So it's in between a steel and a gold nib, you would yeah. say. Yeah. Clo- and closer to a gold, yeah. closer to the gold price. Yeah. But not as expensive as like our next nib, which is palladium. So the only reason here is that I'm going to mention a couple manufacturers because Bach makes the palladium nib. So you sometimes find them on the older Viscontis, but also on vintage Schaefer's. So I have a vintage Schaefer that has a palladium nib. And I don't know if you have, you have written with palladium nibs before, like on your Visconti, right? Um, I don't think so. I think the Wall Street is a gold nib. I'm hesitating because I can't remember. Okay. And I had a Wall Street, I had a Visconti, is it the Diva Royale? Is that the yep. the black and white one? Yeah. That was, that was a gold. That was, I think it was 18 karat okay. gold. Okay. So, so that I was the older one. I may have written with palladium just from a, like at a pen meet or something. So I'm not okay. sure. Okay. So what's your experience um, with the palladium? Yeah. Yeah. So then I'll just talk talk a bit about uh, my experience. And with the palladium, it's very similar to the titanium in terms of they can be soft, but not always. So it's kind of inconsistent. Some of them are softer than others, and they are quite easy to push too far, so you can spring them relatively easily. But they do tend to be wetter. If you like that soft, juicy, bouncy writing experience, the palladium is a really nice option, but they are expensive. So if you are buying a Bach palladium nib, like from fpnibs.com, they're, I think they're like 200 bucks or something. So they're mm. quite costly. And if it's going to be the only nib you have, go for it. But I would say get it tuned as well just to make sure it is tip top. FP Nibs does tuning as well. So that would be a great option. Yes, yes. But they're not as common as the gold and steel and definitely a different feeling, different writing experience and quite costly to experience it. So so I, I think maybe this would be a good time to mention that if you wanted to experience some of these nibs that you should try buying secondhand, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I know that uh, yeah. sometimes people will sell their, their used nibs and mm-hmm. even though it's been tuned for them, I think you would be pleasantly surprised number one with the nib you know as soon as you get it or because the price is cheaper because it's secondhand you can then spend the extra money to get it tuned by a nibmeister without really you know something that would have cost seventy dollars for instance on a steel nib i purchased i think it was a like a steel medium cursive italic i found that i didn't have very many in fact i sold all my cursive italics and i just thought i would want one in my collection because every so often I think oh you know this this font oh, would I look good this. with yeah <laughs> I remember you going through your cursive italic buy selfie <laughs> that's right so now and then I indeed I sold them all and then I thought someone was selling one for a used price I think it was I think it was like twenty five dollars which was oh that's insane I would it's fantastic right, right? Yeah, yeah because the the nib grind I think is at least forty dollars I think just generally plus yeah. the price of the nib and then shipping and all that and I think it was twenty five dollars including shipping so it was a no brainer oh, yeah. And then if that didn't work the way I liked it to, and I needed it tuned, I can spend $20 to get it tuned. And 
it would have been a fantastic nib, right, for $45. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a great way. Or you buy a, a used gold pen. So I think the prices of the Pilots and the Platinums and, of course, Sailors are all on the rise if they haven't yes. already increased. Yes, they are going up. But you can still find secondhand mm-hmm. Japanese pens for very good prices. You can still yep. find it for 90 or 100 US. And so that, I to me, that is a very reasonable price, a very good price, actually, for yeah. a 3776 or a Pilot 912. And yeah. you get to try out the gold nib and, you know, I would fantastic. just toss it in there that um, if you are looking, a good platform is Virtual Pen Show. And there is the FB Geeks Forum where they do a lot of buy and sell and the Pen Addict Slack yes. and Reddit Pen Swap, I believe. Yes. Yes. So those would be some common ways to find a used pen. And as always, it's the internet. So be careful how you're making a purchase, you know. Just putting that disclaimer out there because sometimes we forget and um, you you can find a good deal and experience a pen and enjoy it or not, right? And not feel so pressured about, oh, I bought it full price. If you buy it used, you know, you get some dollars off and... You can always sell it. You can always sell it. So it's fantastic. But there are, there's so many nibs out there. They all feel different. Even a Yovo next to a Yovo next to a Yovo or like Aurora sitting next to another Aurora, they might not be the same. So if you really want consistency, factor in an extra 30 to $50 to have it tuned up to your to what you want. And um, you can have, you know, the right, <gasps> the right experience. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you are so brilliant. I am brilliant. I, I think I think poor producer Chi is like shaking her head. She's like, oh, my God. So <laughs> Anyway, that is our nib portion that we wanted to share with you. And just as a blanket other disclaimer, if you are trying a friend's pen, always ask what the nib is like. Say, is this a firm nib? Is this a nib that can handle pressure? Don't just go full force and flex it. So just to be respectful of your friend's nibs. Also, when you borrow a friend's pen, ask them, is this a pull cap or a twist cap? <laughs> yes. So there should so, be a little rule book, a little guide. One. Step yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. It's just err on the side of caution if you are using someone else's pen. And yes. I mean, even your own. Don't put tons of pressure on your pen. Welcome to the Babble Bomb segment. This is just a little piece of the podcast where we have some fun and we learn a little. So today we are discussing another Japanese cultural word that we feel is very relevant to the topics that we've gone over, like with the nibs and everything. So uh, Candice, do you want to spell it out for us? Because I don't want to. Sure, I'll spell it out, but please don't ask me to repeat it and <laughs> try to pronounce it. It is K-O-N-I-B-I-K-A-R. A A. And then we've got our sweet innocent soul who is going to give it a shot. So this is Joe. Thank you in advance, Joe. And here we go. Conabicara. Conabicara. <laughs> okay. Thank you again, Joe. This is such a beautiful word, and I'm I'm excited to I, I really hope I don't butcher this when I try to pronounce it. But our friend Matthew, a.k.a. Pactagon, is going to tell us a little about it and pronounce it for us. This is Matthew from Matthew's Nib Works, here to pronounce the words. The second word is kombikara. 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 And it's a combination of the English words combination 
and color. It is used to describe nibs that have multiple colors. Beautiful. Okay, so used to describe nibs that have multiple colors. Okay, okay I have so, to pronounce it, don't I? Okay, I can try. I'm gonna try. Okay. okay, go for it. Kombikara. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would have pronounced it that way. I would have said Kombikara. Yeah. Right? Based yeah, on, me too. Kombikara. Nice. It, it's, I love that. I love that there is a descriptive word like this. Thank you so much, Matthew. I actually particularly oh. like nibs with different colors on them. Sailor nibs tend to have like the, the two tones and yeah. Well, thank you, Matthew. In case you missed our last episode where we introduced Matthew, he was trained by Nagahara and now travels to pen shows to grind nibs. Speaking of pen shows, shall I just give you a quick recap of the Baltimore pen show? Because I haven't absolutely. even talked about it with you. I know, absolutely. Okay, so this was a show that I attended that I didn't teach any workshops. So it was supposed to be like just a free-for-all. And it was insane. It was more exhausting than when I teach because... Like I I spent more time out, if that makes any sense. And I didn't buy a single pen, Candice. Not a single pen. That is quite remarkable. However. I mean, I I did pick up a pen that I had pre-purchased, but that doesn't count. (laughs) I think. It doesn't count. And I purchased like a couple bottles of ink and a pen case or two. But I mean, that's accessories and they don't count. They don't count. Definitely not. So it was very fun. Um, I got to have meals and hangouts with Annabelle, so Strings and Petals, and Drew, and Brad, and Evan, and Caroline. So So I'm throwing out names. Brad is the pen addict. Brad the pen addict and and Drew of Goulet Pens. And I handed out sticker packs. So if you ever see me at a show and you want a sticker pack, you can come find me. Like it's a, it's always a fun thing. So we did that. And yeah, it was I, it was really good for friend time. Yeah, I heard the Baltimore Pen Show has an official pen shows after dark and that the area is quite large and very amenable to that type of a, an event, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And they did prizes and I didn't win anything, which is good because... Let's be real. I don't need more stuff. But it was a fun experience. And I'm really proud of myself for not buying a pen. I just went around. I enjoyed pens. And I enjoyed pen friend time. And I enjoyed just catching up with people, getting to know people better. So for like my emotional aspect, it was very fulfilling. So I think that was really nice. And so the next pen show for me and you is Chicago. Yes, it is. Should we share some little snippets from the Baltimore Pen Show? I think we absolutely should. Let's give Chi more work to do. (laughs) Hi, this is a producer's note. Yeah, we're not going to do that part. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. I think that's great. But yeah, so we'll be in Chicago. So we can always talk about that next time. And I think we can... Go ahead and wrap up our nib chat today. I hope listeners enjoyed the new section and learned something along the way. So we shall sign off and go back to work and playing with nibs. That sounds awesome. I'm Aziza, a.k.a. Gourmet Pens, Gourmet Pens Shop, Gourmet Pens Club. I'm everywhere. I'm on the internet. And I hope you come find me and say hi. And I'm Candice, Inks and Anchors on Instagram and on YouTube. Until next time. Bye. 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 Questions, comments, or suggestions? Shoot us a message at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcast 
or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi. Hey, bye. You actually got it. Sorry. Good job. Ish. It's very elegant. So it has a 14 karat fine medium nib. Pilot nibs are fantastic. They are superb. 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 I don't even know. I don't know what my brain was thinking there. Uh, yep. It's beautiful. I just don't know if maybe it's the nib that's just bringing out the right tones of the ink, right? The right well, dryness. Well, he has all his ink. nibs tuned too. Yeah. So. No, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I might buy this pen. 